It's always been something, you know what I mean? Only a few people know zebra cakes. So. I'll tell you how I knew I had to stop taking pills when I ordered lasagna at a job interview. <laughs> Uh, I get that. Oh. Shout out to Macaroni Grill. Mm -hmm. uh, they got some good lasagna. Uh, where am I at? How much time? That's time. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Hey, thank you. Give it up for Andre, everyone. Is the sugar, butter, what rice thing? Is that how you eat rice, cakes? man? Sugar, butter, and rice, yeah. Or what is zebra cakes? We have an audience. We have a question. Oh, little Debbie snacks. Little Debbie. Little Debbie. Yeah, yeah, little Debbie. Come on, they man. Got the, they got the, the white, the chocolate stripes across oh, the white. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Google that. Cool. Freaks me out when people eat rice like sweet, like <laughs> in like dessert. Like the first time I saw rice pudding, I was like, what the fuck is this? You know? Or <laughs> chocolate. Like, yeah, it's like if you came to Asia and you saw like pasta pudding, you know, <laughs> and be like, "How it feels for me." Um. All right. Uh, on deck we have Ruben Anthony. Uh, let's get up for your next comic, Elizabeth Stanton. Hey. Do you guys see me? Okay, cool. Oh, it's yeah. really hard for this actually. Um, I'm you can yeah. do another phone. That's what I did. Wait, is there a way to record it on my end? I can record it now. I'm recording okay. it now if you awesome. want. Awesome, thank you. Too. Yeah, because yeah, I have no way of watching back any of this. I'm like, it's the same thing I tell every guy before I drag him to the bedroom. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry, I need to set up a camera. <laughs> I need to know what I'm doing wrong, okay? <laughs> Besides, if I have no proof of it, how can I prove to anyone that I actually did it, right? <laughs> So, uh, um, I, I have heard a lot of this stuff before, but uh, I think it's interesting. Like, we don't credit the Chinese enough, right? Like, they have created a lot of stuff. Like, for example, they were the first ones to create Corona and die from it. They were also the first ones to have noodles. So the Chinese actually invented pasta. But in both cases, the Italians perfected it. <laughs> Pretty scary. Kirkland, Washington had a massive outbreak of this. Uh, you know, they were the ones that originated Costco first. The people there, they've just been catching it in bulk. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, though. As soon as there's a cure, they'll be selling it wholesale. <laughs> Now, look, I agree. I think that there is a cure for Corona. Like, I agree with what Mike Pence said. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, whose prayers are we answering on this? Like, I'm just saying, today, I was going to Costco, and it was so overcrowded, I couldn't find a spot. And a guy cut me off. And I think the same as everyone does in that situation. I think, God, why are there so many of these fucking assholes? I wish there was just a massive plague that would wipe them out. Oops. <laughs> you got it. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> now, the British, they've been well prepared for the outbreak. In fact, they even hired Julie Andrews to do a public service announcement. She's been warning everyone what to do if they think they've contracted it. 
She's been heard singing on the BBC. Oh, a spoonful of sugar makes the cyanide go down. The cyanide go down. The cyanide go down. <laughs> now, I have a friend. He's really upset about this. He's saying that his life is just utterly miserable now that he can't see his kids because they're locked down and away from him. I told him I completely understand. I know how that is. I can't see my kids anymore. Planned Parenthood wouldn't let me keep the scraps. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Look, guys, I'm not saying that I don't like kids, but, like, they're just such whiny little bastards, aren't they? Uh. Like, all they do is cry when you fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, relax. Seriously, I have a little nephew, and you should see him. He's fucking adorable. His brothers and sisters are all over him. I keep telling my brother to stop jerking off on his damn kid. Oh. His birthday was coming up, so I got him a little gift. I, I bought him a ball. A ball gab. Oh. That way, I don't hear his cries when I fuck him. Oh. Guys, how can you take me serious on this? If I wanted to fuck someone that had an incredibly low IQ and a half-inch dick, I'd just go out and pick up an Irishman. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I don't know what was wrong with me. Like, I dated an entire string of potato patties. Mm. It was like if the last name starts with Mick. I'm loving it. Mm. And, you know, it seems it doesn't matter how big the Irish guy. They've all got a wee leprechaun hiding in their pants. <laughs> and since none of them are circumcised, it's kind of like leprechaun too. Leprechaun the hood. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I know that a lot of people are against late-term abortions, but I fully support it. In fact, I'll go. I'll go a step further. Okay. Okay. I would say that if you created a child, that you should have the right to take them out at any given point. Now, hear me out. Time. I'm sorry. Is that time? Finish the first bit. Yeah, finish the bit. Um. My sense is that you don't take them out at any given point. I'm just saying, like, hey, the manufacturer has the right to recall any defective product before releasing it to the public. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, if you have a daughter and she's not up to standard, well, hey, you do not put out non-grade A beef. I think that's, is that time? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah, figure out this thing better, but thank you, good for Elizabeth, everybody. All right, I've just recorded so this on a strange video to explain to people. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, uh, on set we have Jennifer Perez. Uh, everyone, give it up for Ruben. Is Ruben here? Well, he's not. Okay, on deck is Jason. <laughs> also, doesn't seem to be here. Is Nora here? <laughs> I am here. I'm okay. thrilled to be here. Okay, no, so you're on deck. You guys... oh, amazing. Okay. Thank you. Okay, uh, Jennifer, please give up for your next comic, Jennifer Perez, everyone. Yay! Woo! Woo! Bye, everybody. Yay. I'm, uh, I'm Jen Perez. Um, my uh, my middle initial my middle initial is A. So uh, I guess what that spells. Yeah. 
<laughs> Jap, yeah, yeah. It's spelled Jap. My my mom thought it'd be funny to to call her a chinky eyed daughter Jap. <laughs> yeah, I mean my mama, she she's kind of she's kind of a little bit of a narcissist. And uh, you know, she she made me repeat the first grade because uh because she was jealous I could read. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, like I said, you know, my name is Jen Perez. Um, sometimes people people think I, I kind of look like Rosie Perez. Sometimes I sound like her too. Ooh, you took all the money. <laughs> and um, you know, recently before all this happened, I uh, I had gone to my doctor. My doctor's name is Bob. I mean, I don't I don't know what his, his name is. Not William or anything. It's Bob, and I don't know how to say his last. But uh, Dr. Bob, he he uh he found a small hernia inside my my belly, like right behind my belly button. I'm like, damn, I have a hernia. I'm like, all right, well, I'll, I'll name it. So, uh, I named him Barry because he made uh, he, uh, he told me it's gonna cost you two thousand dollars to remove Barry. All the money, Bob. You took all the money. Anyway, there's that. Um, I guess I'm bombing real bad. Okay. Uh, there's no such thing in these Zoom meetings. No such thing. <laughs> okay, cool. My uh, my abuelo, he he uh, he calls my grandpa, my abuelo. He calls every white man he meets John. Like every every time he meets a white guy, he calls him John. It's because it's the only reason why he says that is because my uncles growing up, they had one friend. And his name was John, so he was white. So every time, okay, John, uh, yes, 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 John, no, no worries, John. Like all the time, it's my grandpa calls every white man. He, he, uh, I was a kid, like, well, when I graduated college, I, um, I, you know, I, I was a dancer or whatever, and I'd go to a lot of auditions. And so I'd give my grandpa all my audition numbers. And he was like, Oh, John gave you audition numbers. Yeah, that's great, John. Yeah, 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 Grandpa. He's like, we'll play the lottery. I'll play the lottery. And he's like, no, no, I tried to play it, and I got to play it in reverse, and this and that. All right, that, that didn't work. Um, <laughs> I'm not having a good day today. Okay. The last three dudes I slept with had brain injuries. <laughs> I didn't, they were like that before they met me. I, I swear, I didn't do anything. Um, they had brain injuries. Uh, I, I don't know what it is about my personality. The first guy was a cop. He got shot in the head. And the second guy uh, had brain surgery when he was a baby. And the third guy got into a car accident. I mean, I mean, now at this point, all I'm doing is I'm I'm going to the, whenever we can go to bars again, I'm going out there with a hammer. You know that, or just dating NFL players. Oh my gosh. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about my uncle. Uh, his nickname is Tortuga, and Tortuga in Spanish means turtle, because he's a little slow. He knows. But um. He's a little slow. He lives with his mom. He's a truck driver. Um, he uses CB radio. He's like, I don't know. He's got to be like in his 50s, old. And uh, and um, 
he confessed to me that he's in a polyamorous relationship. Although he doesn't know what polyamorous means, but uh, he's been dating two women for the past 10 years. It's two more than me. He can hold a relationship longer than I can with someone who, who can actually read, probably, and doesn't have brain injury. Okay, thank you. Good to see you, Jen. Nice to see you. I'm exactly at SP, and uh, something I realized like, I used to give all the white host shit for like mispronouncing names, but until you do it, oh, you don't realize how hard it is. <laughs> Please go to your next comic for us, Swindler. I love this singular. You know why? It's, it's funny because when you are this much of an attention whore, it's very interesting how much like the need for praise comes in. Um, but what one of the things that people always say that I grew into my height. Now, obviously, you can't see this over Zoom, but I am six foot fucking three. And being a middle child, when you're also six foot three. There's a lot of things that comes with that. So not only do I demand all of the attention by nature, my stature is such that when I'm not given the attention that this height simply <laughs> requires, I'm baffled and I wonder to myself, one, am I not as cute as I think I am? Or two, am I not as charming as I think I am? <laughs> And both of those solutions lead people, when they first meet me, to come to one of either of two conclusions. One, I'm either the most outrageous person they've ever met, or I'm high out of my fucking mind. <laughs> Answer is usually three. <laughs> A lot of things come into question for you. You're always wondering, like, am I cute enough? Am I, like, pretty enough? And especially as a six foot three heterosexual woman, everyone doubted me my whole life. Everyone questioned my heterosexuality just because of the sheer volume of my cells. And it couldn't be possible, or nay, it was implausible that a six foot fucking three basketball player could want cock. Astonishing to people, <laughs> truly astonishing. And so, my basketball team in high school, they were really supportive of my endeavors to try and, I don't know, prove my heterosexuality, if you will. And so, my basketball team in high school, I used to desperately want, I thought Timbaland boots were sexy. I thought that they were so cute. I wanted to wear them with a baby doll. I wanted to wear them with wanted to wear them out. And the girls, I will never forget. Emily Tapio, I once told her about the outfit I wanted to wear. Emily Tapio, my basketball captain in high school, said, Nora, do you want to get fucked or do you want to look at a lesbian your whole life? You will not wear Timbaland boots. Now, 
I moved to San Francisco 18 months ago. The most sexually and drug-enriched city on the planet. <laughs> and the most liberated and liberal places maybe in the entire world. Sex clubs in Tel Aviv don't have the liberalism of San Francisco. So when I first got here and I finally wanted of the Timbaland. Jordan, you'll give me the light whenever we're ready. Okay. But to end the bit, one last thing on this is to be six foot three uh, and in San Francisco. Again, the heterosexual ratio of men to women in this city is two to one. But I don't know what happened in this city. They all seem to have taken John Mulaney's dating advice. You can't just suck a girl out. You have to be nervous for selecting it's just appalling but the women in San Francisco they come up to me and they're like oh girl I bet you there's no man they figure it out way better than the heteros have Thank you all so much. My name is Nora. Uh, uh, all right. All my jokes in between comics are bombings. <laughs> siblings my mom was always worried we were gonna get killed or something even when I was really little I remember one time I was younger it was summer, and it was hot so I opened the window and then I get into bed and I'm waiting for her and she comes in and she sees the windows open she's like what the hell is that window open for you trying to get murdered strangled killed Polly class 1993 you're, you're, she was murdered strangled killed she left a window open. I'm like, why are you telling me this? I'm fine. Uh, but she'll still do that even like 
even though we're adults now, went traveling to California to be like, oh, hey, mom, how are you? And she's like, oh, yes, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm like, yeah, I rented a Jeep today. And there's just silence. And she's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. A Jeep. Gabe. Gabe. Yeah. SB rented a Jeep. Oh, my God. A Jeep. Stacy, tell her about the rollovers. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling it. Listen, SB, Jeep, they tend to roll over because they're boxy. So, you know, you you see what happens is they roll over, then you get murdered, strangled, killed. <laughs> I, uh, I, it's tough being like a smaller lady because I, I don't like walking anywhere alone at night. The other night, I was walking back to my car and three guys started following me. So I jump in the car and I lock my door. And then this one guy yells out, he's like, hey, you know, uh, we just wanted to talk. How stupid do you think I am? I have, to have an opportunity like that. Like, I need more friends. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> I hop together. Speaking of IHOP, I feel like I'm like a huge IHOP connoisseur. I'm not like super proud of that. Um, <laughs> I have like a friend. She's like, she's like, oh my god, like I went to IHOP and the service was terrible. And I was like, yeah, Cheryl, you don't go there for fine dining. You go there to feel better about yourself. <laughs> the last time I went, it was uh, I go. I'm sitting there for like 30, 40 minutes and finally next to me she's like what do you want and i'm like hey yeah i'll take the banana pancakes because i hate banana and sure enough she comes back with blueberry i was like hell yeah um <laughs> you guys does anyone run like Joe? wow you guys are not good. <laughs> um, no. the uh i no i was just thinking about it because I'll run. But I have a friend that's always trying to convince me. He's like, oh, man, SB, you should really run inside on a treadmill because it's way easier. It's not too hot, not too cold. You can, like, control all the settings. And I'm like, uh, that is not the point of running. Running's about survival of the fittest. So I run in areas where there's a high percentage of sex offenders. <laughs> that way I can Or I'll just go to Walmart. <laughs> um i have a hamster his name is lavaca and sometimes i'll travel with him um which is fine but the only time it's not fine is whenever i go to the airport airport security is always like hey man we need you to take the animal to the carrying case and i'm like Seriously, like he's such a good boy, he would never do anything to anyone. <gasps> Lavaca! And I take him out and he has an assault rifle. <laughs> um what how much time do I have? Uh, I always forget to record, but I think it's like about now. Tight, I'll be done. Thank you. Alright, cool. Thank you. Alright, thank you. Woo! Yeah, I get too excited by people's sets and forget to start the timer. Um, or oh, I'm just bad at this. Alright. On deck, we have Sereni. And then our next comic, everyone, please give it up for Matthew Quirk. Look, he's, where is he? <laughs> uh, you're on mute. 
<laughs> Almost is with the uh... old man can't figure it out. <laughs> yeah, the same old man that's giving sex tips to you young black guys. That's the old man. <laughs> anyway, you should show me a little more respect. I'm an essential worker, unlike the rest of you. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I've been, uh, I've got some reports from my van. I'm coming up on the van anniversary of my moving from an apartment to a van. Uh, I'm sheltering, but I'm not in place. <laughs> anyway, from now on, can we call these things? These aren't open mics. These are closed mics. Closed mics. <laughs> uh, anyway, I... I can't believe I let Armageddon happen before I learned how to hunt. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking letdown. Uh, I saw someone on Facebook said that they were going to start stealing jokes. And I tell you what, anyone steals one of my jokes, they're going to be opening a can of social distancing on their ass. <laughs> Uh, I'm not real worried about coronavirus because right now every side piece in the world is putting together their hive mind to come up with a solution here. I think it's going to be solved in like another week. Um, I find it odd that people are like, we're not shaking hands, right? We're like bumping elbows. And then we cough into our elbow. And then we bump elbows. I think. <laughs> <laughs> points or something. Uh, I've noticed that the current gang agenda. <laughs> you thinking? Yeah, yeah. Sanders ain't in I've been watching the uh, Unabomber on Netflix, and I gotta tell you, that guy makes some pretty solid points. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but uh, India has closed its borders. All 1.3 billion people wow. are in lockdown there. Uh, yeah, India's closed, but seven. India's closed, but 7-Eleven is still open. Narendra <laughs> <laughs> Modi is like, thank you. Come again. <laughs> Uh, anyway, seriously, what the fuck are we going to do without tech support? <laughs> We're going to collapse. Hey, you know... Play anything, play anything right now. Uh, let's see. So apparently uh, United Airlines and I'm going to check next time for, so I can name the song that we played because I forgot it. And one of them will know it. Yes. Thanks, Sinatra. I remember that when I was looking up the band online, I was, said, Dank Sinatra, that sounds like a total weed dealer's name. <laughs> Dude, you got to go see my friend, Dank Sinatra. <laughs> so what, what, is, what are your guys' favorite things about going on tour, and what are your least favorite things? When I say guys, I mean folks.
Uh, my big takeaway uh, from this whole coronavirus is none of you guys know how to wash your fucking hands. That's a big revelation. Um, yeah. All right. Is that, is that my one kids. minute? All right. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. I, I need to that was, turn it out. Right. I'm going to zoom this. No different. problem. Uh, give it up for Matthew Quirk, everybody. Yay. Yay. All right. So we have two more comics left. Uh, we have Pam Benjamin closing this out. And right after that, she's going to transition this into her joke workshop. So please stay around for that. Uh, please are gonna give up for your next comic, Sereni. Whatever that. All right, hell yeah. Um, let's see. Wait, so we're doing. So are you lighting us when we're yeah, done? Or... I, say, I want everyone to keep it at four minutes. Uh, I told people to keep a stopwatch running in the beginning. I'm not timing you now, but I'm still trying to figure out the best. It's way to light this. them at one minute, but okay. I want you to, yeah, I know. But no one sees the light. No one sees the light, right? It's so I want to be the light as like the finish this bit light. So No, you're totally fine. But also that didn't cut into my time, right? No. You're, okay, you just good. start whenever you start. Yeah, let's start. Yeah, let's start. Um, fucking, this is the first uh, online online mic. Don't worry, I'm tired myself. Uh, this is the first, like, online mic thing that I've done, so this is fucking cool. It's a little weird, but it's cool. Um, I... This is the thing. The other day, I made spam stew. I've been doing a lot of cooking. You know what I mean? And it came out really fucking good. And that's the ra that's the rad thing about this virus, is people are dying, but I'm learning how to motherfucking cook, okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> and also, le I'm learning how to buy two weeks' worth of groceries. That this virus is teaching me single-handedly how to be an adult. <laughs> That's fucking wild. I actually use all the groceries. I can't afford for them to, uh, you know, go rotten. I uh, I am a uh, non-essential person <laughs> to society. <laughs> I'm a barista. Uh, it's just further proving that you know we don't value our food service workers. Uh, I remember somebody walked into my cafe and they did the worst thing you could do. They stole money out of the tip jar. And my coworker, she was like, you know, well, if, if, if he's stealing tips, like he needs it more than I do. So I've been stealing her tips. <laughs> Literally, I need it more, okay? I fucking, I don't have a job right now. I don't have comedy. I have no reason to live. I, uh, I want to go outside. I want to, I want to uh, fucking, it's weird, man. I, I know like, Let's see, what would she talk about? Oh, the other thing is my, so I, I'm staying with my girlfriend and, uh, and you know, it's, I feel like we haven't been having, we've been doing a lot of puzzles. Let's put it like that. We've been doing a lot of puzzles because honestly, she, one day, the other day, because she, she was like, hey, Franny, me, you, we go, we, we're going to fuck right now on this couch. And you can do all that freaky shit to me that you've been wanting to do, and I'll let you. And I'm like, yeah, but like, can we do like ten more puzzle pieces and then do it? Like, I am prioritizing puzzling because it's just fucking fun, and I've neglected it. And this virus has showed me how wonderful and calming they can be. Um, I miss having emotional abuse at work. Just human interaction. I would even take someone calling me a fucking idiot who doesn't know how to make a latte. I would cherish that right now. Like a fucking Stockholm syndrome food service worker, you know? 
I want someone to just spit in my face and tell me that my fucking coffee sucks because I just miss human interaction. I'm fine. I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Um, all I'm saying <laughs> is the Bay Area would not have gotten, you know, the coronavirus as bad as it had if if Oakland was not so PC and inclusive. All right, everybody. Everybody pushed away that cruise ship and said, no, fuck that. We don't want that. We don't fucking want it. Everybody's just pushing around this fucking thing, right? But the, U- but the fucking Oakland's like, oh, well, you know, we should, they're, they're, everyone's a refugee and we got to keep them safe. <laughs> they're the reason why we have the virus. Anyways, um, I've been freaking out a little bit. I don't know if you guys have been freaking out, but I can't tell if I'm about to have a panic attack or I am having a panic attack or I am feeling the symptoms of coronavirus, which is short breath, and then I start panicking about having symptoms of coronavirus, and then I'm having a panic attack, but then I think it's coronavirus. I feel like if one person relates to this, that's all that fucking matters. (laughs) I'm doing it for you, Jen. All right. Uh, Boomers, they call it a living room, all right? But, uh, you know, millennials, we call it a space. (laughs) <laughs> millennials and boomers they call it a feng shui but we call it making room for a new fucking roommate <laughs> oh that's a light <laughs> fucking last co- comment uh, you know boomers call it hating millennials and we call it hating ourselves because we hate ourselves alright Thank you so much. <laughs> see, uh, the light's hard to see, man. Now you know. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So we're trying to figure out the best way. All right. Uh, closing things out, we have Pam Benjamin. And please stay around for the joke workshop <gasps> after. Same room. Don't have to go anywhere. Hey, it's so everybody. weird looking at yourself. Oh, I don't like that. Ah, how did you do that? Turn it off. I can't look at myself. I hate it. Ah! All right. No, I don't know Welcome where to, to look. I can't. I can't handle it. Book. I like radio. Where do I? I have to swipe and get rid of it. How do I get rid of myself? Ah. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I sorry. I can't. It's too. It's too scary to look at myself. Because um, it's the Corona times. I live in the Tenderloin. Nothing is different. Nothing at all is different about the Tenderloin. Uh, everyone is still in a tent and poofing on the street. No one is keeping their tent six feet apart. It's fine. There's other police keep going by. They're like, get your tip six feet apart, social distancing. People are smiling. A man with three teardrop tattoos by his eye uh, smiled at me and said I was pretty. I was like, wow, I love the Tenderloin this time of year. Corona has only made my life more beautiful. Um, I do live in the Tenderloin. I Weird things happen in San Francisco. We have some weird hygiene issues. I don't know. If you're familiar with them, uh, the, the pants I'm wearing right now, I found these pants in a tree in the mission. Uh, these are tree pants. Now that's a thing. Uh, my question is, if tree pants don't smell like pee, do I have to wash them before I wear them? No, no, in these corona times, no, you don't have to, to do that. Actually, you probably should wash them before you wear them. <laughs> it's pretty gross. Uh, Sam- <laughs> San Francisco's specific hygiene question number two. If you're using the public restroom at Civic Center, uh, do you leave the toilet seat up or down after you've been slamming heroin? Is that more of an etiquette question? I don't know how that works. Uh, Question three. I've been trying to lower my carbon footprint. I don't know about 
y'all. So if I use the same teepee to wipe my nose and then my twat, can I give my vagina Corona? <laughs> can I give it Simplex 2? Corona Simplex 2. No, I don't know if that's tried to change a herpes joke into a Corona joke. Not as successful as it was in my mind. That's that's absolutely fine. Uh, I did learn that if you do use the same tissue to wipe your nose and then your tushy, you can give your butthole herpes. Herpes simplex one and two are the same herpes. Just location, location, location. I don't live in the tenderloin. I live in the tenderloin. There's a lot of poop. Still a lot of poop everywhere i play a, a game i used to hang out with small children i don't anymore but because <laughs> nobody's allowed to hang out with anybody but i used to hold their hands and we'd see a pile on the ground and i would say man or beast man or beast it's a fun game that you too can play with children what i learned from a four-year-old is if it's up against a wall it's always man <laughs> they understand physics at that age such tender young age uh hey I've been, I've learned some important things lately. Uh, if you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. Important pro tips for everyone during these drug conservation times. If anyone has any benzodiazepines, I'd like them. I saw someone in the Tenderloin yesterday try to buy heroin with toothpaste. <laughs> the guy was like, no, money is what's going to work right now. He's like, but you can't, uh, you, you can't buy toothpaste with food stamps. He's like, you can't buy heroin with food stamps either, you dummy. <laughs> it's Tenderloin's <laughs> getting a little more desperate with all the drugs. Uh, I, I was wondering what are heroin addicts going to do now that there's no more drugs? What happens if everything's shut down for another week? How am I going to get my drugs? No one else is worried. <laughs> Just me. I need my benzodiazepine so I can sleep and not think about the coming apocalypse. I actually do enjoy this coming apocalypse. I've been casing the house that I want. It's at 819 Eddy Street. It's filled with lawyers, and I can't wait for the shit really to go down because no one from Walnut Creek is coming into their stupid lawyer place in the, you know. It's a beautiful building from 1896. It survived the first earthquake. It's my apocalypse house. Come and, uh, yeah, that's it. Come, come join me at 819 Eddie. We're taking it over. <laughs> Thanks, Jordan, for having this open mic. Bye. Yay. Thank you, Joel, for Pam. Thank you, everyone, who stuck around. Um, I'm doing an open mic again on Thursday at uh, 6 Pacific, 9 Eastern, where I give everyone a dollar if they perform. So <laughs> what's happening? Because someone gave me a really nice donation, so I'm just paying that forward. So... Yeah, uh, it's going to be the same room, and uh, I think we're going to go into the, I don't know how you run this panel, so just whenever you want to Oh, well, I wasn't going to, because I'm kind of waiting for the auto podcast at Mutiny to start at 6, so, but I don't even okay. know, I didn't really oh. have any pre-signs, so I don't even think I'm going to do it, because oh, okay. I don't think anyone's, right. so, but thank you for offering it, because I know this costs money or something, I don't know how Zoom works, but. I tried to yeah. sign up for a thing, and it's like, you need to pay me money. I was like, no. <laughs> so thank yeah. you for the opportunity. Bit. Yeah, if you need yeah, if you need it, whenever, just let me know, and thank I you. can lend you the room. Yeah, and um, I've been live streaming this at Mutiny, and the podcast will be out after, and I'll tag it. I'll add it to the thingy on the bacon if you want to listen or whatever. Yeah, but I just great. record it. So thanks for letting me record it. Yay, everybody's talents, and yay. Yay! You know, we show by action that support is positive and like helps a community that like other people will support their communities and that like we can act and negate what's been happening. Like we as a whole society can act and negate what's happening.
do you
This is the morning train on mutinyradio.fm in .sf. I am your sole driver, J.D. Buell. Thank you for being with me today. Thanks to all of you who tune in regularly. In that set, we went a few different places with a few different musicians. We started with Julius Hemphill and Abdul K. Wadud from their album Live in New York. That was recorded in 1976. Wadud on cello, Hemphill on the alto saxophone. We heard Echo One Morning. From there, we followed Wadud to his trio work with uh, Anthony Davis on piano and James Newton on the flute. From their album, I've Known Rivers, we heard After You Said Yes. We then returned to the music of Julius Hemphill and there with the World Saxophone Quartet from what is regarded as one of their finest albums, WSQ, on the Black Saint label, and that was in 1981. We heard Pillars Latino, and at that time, Julius Hemphill leading the World Saxophone Quartet on alto and tenor, Hemiot Blewett, baritone and alto clarinet, Oliver Lake, alto tenor soprano saxophones, and David Murray on tenor and bass clarinet. You heard all of them honking away on that selection. Due to the the, uh, great kindness of my friend Paula, I was able to attend the Patti Smith performance on New Year's Eve just a week or so ago. I don't know who that opening band was. Uh, a bunch of uh, a bunch of old hippies with a poorly dressed drummer, but they did indeed do this song.
other thing comes down. Don't pasteurize. Everything comes down. 16 degrees. It's the amplifier. It's too loud. You turn your amplifier down. My high on the lone, my knees. Memories just hit that swing like a clock. The past projects fantastic. Saints tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. Fuck the clock. The Patti Smith Group recorded live in Paris, October 21, 1976. 
That's the B-side of an Italian single for Ask the Angels. Before that, the 1965 recording made by Lenny Kay, longtime Patti Smith guitarist under the name Link Cromwell. And that was crazy like a fox. And as he said from the stage at the Fillmore on New Year's Eve, he said, if that song had been a hit, what a different life I would have led. But we're all living this life, even without David Bowie. So what do you do when you get the blues? You ask Johnny Cash, and he says, get rhythm.
beautiful, isn't it? That's why we have programs on the internet such as Morning Train, so I can bring you really cool stuff like that that would otherwise be forgotten. Did you guess to whom you were listening? That was Glenn Campbell and Bobby Gentry from the one album of duets they made under their own name, and Let It Be Me. 
Before that, Ducks Deluxe with Please, Please, Please Call Me, Baby. Stephen Stills and Manassas, How Far? And we began with Johnny Cash and a latter-day recording of Get Rhythm When You've Got the Blues. This is The Morning Train on MutinyRadio.fm in San Francisco. I'm J.D. Buell, and as loath as I am to engage in self-promotion, I would be remiss to not mention the fact that my fabulous band is playing in the city of San Francisco on January 23rd at the Hemlock. And this is one of the songs you will hear if you come see me with the J.D. Buell Band.
Psychotic Pineapple, who just gave a performance uh, back last Friday night at the Gilman Street. Psychotic Pineapple, their first single, I Want Her So Bad, lead vocal there by John C. Barry, whom I am lucky enough to have in the J.D. Buell Band, and he will sing for your dancing and listening enjoyment. I want her so bad, January 23rd at the Hemlock. Before that, The Jars, the band in of which I was a member, and the song Time of the Assassins, which I wrote with Mick Dow. I'm also lucky enough to have Mick in the current J.D. Buell band, which is a real treat. So we do that song, since we've both obviously sung it. Um, we do that one, so we'll do that that night also. Uh, before that, the Five Americans, Western Union, just an old single that the Jars used to cover back in their garage days. And we started with Esmeralda, my limited edition green vinyl 45, which was released just last year. So please come join your friend J.D. Buell at the Hemlock, January 23rd. Show starts at 9.30. Meanwhile, I'm still driving the morning train, and we've got a long set ahead of us here. So, gas, grass, or ass, nobody rides for free.
Singing to 
say to yourself, what a wonderful world? Probably not, but there's Joey Ramone reminding us of the importance of doing so. In that set, we heard from Riverside Battle Songs, Olabelle, and their 2006 version of the American folk song, Sea Lion Woman, also known as Sea Lion Woman, originally recorded in 1939. After that was local artist Angelica Ulrich from her newly released album Acoustics. That's acoustic with an X at the end. We heard her song The Eleventh. That is Angelica with a K-U-L-L-R-I-C-H. Look her up online. She would love to hear from her. Uh, she would love to hear from you. <laughs> Taj Mahal. 1972. Uh, his baby caught the train and left him with a mule to ride. And uh, following that, uh, a reworking, a cover of Trampled Underfoot by New Orleans blues kid Son Little doing the uh, song from Led Zeppelin's Physical Graffiti. We then went to South Africa for Malathini and the Mahatello Queens, Stick to Your Roots. And sticking to your roots would take us to Naive Melody and or This Must Be the Place, covered there by Sean Colvin. She's sticking to her roots. We jumped to the first single from Green Day's 2009 album, 21st Century Breakdown. That was Know Your Enemy and Joey Ramone, 2002, his first and only official solo album, Don't Worry About Me reminding us it's a wonderful world. Thank you for joining me on the morning train today. I hope you will also join me and Slick and the Raz with the J.D. Buell Band at the Hemlock January 23rd. And until I run into you again there or you join me here on the air, make it a great day for someone. insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm gonna guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4AltaCalifornia.com. That's 4AltaCalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4AltaCalifornia.com.
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Oh, uh, is the radio talking to me? No, I'm on an internet podcast. Uh, I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com with 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts you won't want to miss a thing what if i can't be at every show don't worry all shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart Oh, podcast god, I can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool and mutinyradio.fm before the internet falls apart. You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets now. Brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go! www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen. Graphic design for every need and live music promotion at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control. Go to SubliminalSF.com now. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard, as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground Comics, it's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for mere fun. 
$5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> yeah. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> 